0: It is Get Cynical, and we are... Uh, due to popular demand, we have returned for a second season. Uh, we're basically out of Doug-related things to talk about, and uh, I, I think that... I think that the next logical step in talking about annoying internet people is to talk about the first wave of YouTube celebrities. Uh, th- this is going to be interesting, because well, uh, the Doug... The Doug podcast, you know, it's uh focused on one specific guy and his mind. This is going to be a little bit trickier since each episode is going to be focused on, like, you know, one of these guys. And what we're going to have to do is uh sort of analyze the broader culture as a whole, like the broader YouTube culture and the changing uh, Internet and the entertainment industry, because... A recurring thing on this will be uh, that when YouTube first got on the scene, uh, like entertainment execs were scared because they thought it was going to replace traditional media. And it is really, really funny to watch Fred Fred videos and um, what does it just say? Like, oh, well, we're done for. <laughs> the, 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 the talkies are done for. But uh yeah, this is gonna be interesting. Esther, what is um Esther, what what is your history with these like early <laughs> YouTube guys like Fred and Shane God, Dawson? I, w-
1: I was so excited for you to ask what is my history with Fred. Um I don't have a history with Fred because by the time that like Fred became a thing, I was already like fourteen years old, probably. And not saying I had like the most mature interests at the age of 14 but i was definitely beyond fred um like yeah i remember you were about 13 years
0: too old for fred at that time
1: (laughs) i just remember all of these guys being like this is one of the first times in my life that i can remember being like oh that's for like babies like (laughs) this huge thing like i'm i'm basically an adult and that's for babies Mm. and like you know, we watched some Fred videos, we'll get into it. It's just it's so funny how consistent the sort of the way to appeal to kids on YouTube is from yeah. then and now. Because all you just have to do is is shriek really high pitched and really loud and you will get like a hundred million views yeah. on every video.
0: Oh, absolutely. It it, it, it is it is so easy. It's such a consistent way to get like an audience is to be like 1% more charismatic than the average person and then just screech and scream. And then boom, you've got yourself an audience right there. Uh yeah, so we're we're starting this off with uh <laughs> with Fred uh who he I think he was like the first he he was like the first big YouTube guy. He was the first guy to hit 1 million subscribers on YouTube, um, nowadays, like, you know, every fucking channel has a million subscribers, but there was a huge deal back in the day, and, uh, he, he was one of the first, like, YouTube celebrities, too, like, ver- one of the very, very first guys to, um, uh, make a big cult of personality off the site, I mean, there were big videos before it, like, you had, you know, Evolution of Dance and stuff, um, but, And I guess you could say that Neil Cicerega and, like, the Angry Video Game Nerd kind of predate him, but they were kind of off doing their own thing, and they didn't do a ton of stuff, like, related to YouTube. Fred was the first homegrown YouTube celebrity, and what a perfect way to kick off that website. What a... Yeah, he's, I mean,
1: (laughs) it's, like, the first time that it was a personality that people were following on YouTube, and not just... Because, you know... I think it's it's if you weren't around YouTube kind of when it started and you only know it now, which is just it is all about personalities and individual channels and people, and that is what that site runs on, like you probably don't remember when YouTube was like, that's where you saw someone linked you a video of like a gorilla pissing in its own mouth that had 10 million views. And it's like, that's just what that website was. It's just where you put like viral videos that got shared around. So the idea of someone like a person having a character and a series on YouTube that would get really popular. Fred was definitely one of the progenitors of that. And I think it helps that, like, you know, I-, I had forgotten how short his videos were. They're only like three minutes long. And, I- yeah. and-, and <laughs> part of that is like, you know, back in the day, you couldn't upload more than 10 minutes to YouTube.
0: Oh there's just there were extremely tough like bandwidth limits then, like you could only upload ten to eleven minute videos. the quality had to be pretty low. I think you couldn't go past a certain file size it was It was really tough at first if you wanted to like do anything more than just you know talk to a camera for seven and a half minutes,
1: yeah, but it's like it's so funny how like that created this whole ecosystem that is totally different now, where like now there are people who are there will be controversies over people like saying that a certain YouTuber is padding their videos in order to get more like ad revenue Yeah, because like, or like, you know, longer videos generally do better, which is why people upload like five hour fucking critiques of the last Jedi or some shit, because people will just like (laughs) pop it on in the background for their entire day of gaming. Like that is how you get popular on YouTube now. And that was not the case back then. Like if, if someone had uploaded a five hour YouTube video in 2008 um, no there's no way anyone would b- bother with it.
0: I remember people... the the first like, imagine the first marathon length YouTube videos I remember seeing back when they changed the rules. half of them were just like 10 hour loops of pre-existing viral videos. those were very popular at the time. but uh, I do remember there was one. And this was like this is what YouTube was for. It was a guy just counting to 100,000 and he just <laughs> uploaded he just uploaded a video of himself counting to 100,000.
1: That rocks. That's so cool.
0: <laughs> yeah, no. By the way, um if you if you want to um if you want to have like a great time on YouTube nowadays, like the best stuff on YouTube is like compilations from 2011 to 2014 of like people hurting themselves in funny ways. If, if you search, like, guy getting hurt 2014 compilation or something, you will find, like, the best videos of, like, car accidents or, you know, guys getting just absolutely destroyed by a skateboard or something. That's that's what yeah. YouTube was meant for. And I'm glad that you brought up the... Um, I'm glad that you brought up the video length changing thing because we won't really have a chance to address this. But what happened was is the way you would gain the system back in the day is since like there was kind of a fixed rate for ad revenue, you could just upload like so many videos, like a couple a day. And that's how you would gain the system. And it was a whole controversy because what people would do, there was like they were called, I think, the reply girls. And they were just girls who would like, upload four videos a day of them just like talking to the camera about a pre-existing video and you know the right. thumbnail would just have like a lot of cleavage basically and they would just upload like four of those a day and it got people so mad because it was all you would see on the home page and it was how they gamed the system
1: basically of course well cuz they yeah. they used to have you used to be able to reply to a video where like you could just have a video and if you upload a reply to it, like it just shows up below that video, yes. and the person who uploaded the original can't do anything about it.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, it's so great. It's it, that God. I wish there were more. <laughs> there, there was a lot of potential for shenanigans there. Like you could just, you could just upload like something fucking terrifying under a Fred video, <laughs> and they're just uh nothing you can do. But uh, yeah, no, old old school YouTube was so there's so many aspects of it that were so wild like people were mad because you know now you got the like and dislike system basically but back in the day you rated stuff out of five stars which i that's that's so i I don't know that's just it's so funny like yeah i'm just going around we're just like Fucking rating YouTube videos on like an a hundred point yeah. scale
1: or something. It's so <laughs> Well they created yeah, correctly identified that like people would only ever give one star to videos they dislike or five stars to videos they liked. So yeah. it's like. It's just like why don't we just do like and dislike? Because nobody's going around being like, this Fred video is not quite a five. It's like a four. Yeah. It's a solid four. Yeah, I mean
0: I would have I would have absolutely done that, but most people would not. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, no, that that was oh god, what a what a wonderful time. It's it's funny because whenever YouTube made changes back in the day, and I guess it's still the case, people got furious. But like half of the changes were just like good ideas. Like it, it's probably not a good idea for like the the video reply system or the five star rating system. Like those are all I, th- those were all like very antiquated, very just um uh you know, first thing we came up with ideas. Uh I wanna say it's it's important to know that YouTube started as a way to share uh videos of Janet Jackson's boobs, basically. <laughs> like that was <laughs> that was the origin story of YouTube. It's like these guys were just like, I wanna be able to see her boobs. Where can you see the Super Bowl performance? And uh they just started this website and it turned into like the most important thing. One of the most important things of the decade. It was
1: Janet Jackson's boobs and the video of Saddam Hussein getting hanged. Those were the two things you could see on YouTube.
0: (laughs) It's funny. I think the first video ever uploaded to YouTube is still there. Um, I think it's still there. Mm -hmm. It's like it's called like me at the zoo. And it's just one of the creators of YouTube just at the zoo talking about like the animals he saw. And I I think that's wonderful. I think that's very wonderful. But we got to go back to Fred. And, um, oh man, this is, this was a, this was a trip because I, I, I wasn't like a Fred fan when I, I, uh, when he was around, but I do remember like I was young enough that I could watch his videos and not like immediately be repulsed. I was just like, all right, well, this is is what I'm watching this afternoon, I guess. So, he um I watched it and uh I going back to them now. Uh I got to say it's the, the nicest way I can put it is that it's quaint because there's so much more effort put into these than he really needed to. Like nowadays if people like easy way to make YouTube videos is just to throw something else on and then just scream at that, but I, I kind of admire that Fred's got like scripts and like lore and stories. Like he's he's got a little universe he's built out um for himself right here.
1: And he, We should we should probably explain what Fred is, by the way, in yeah. case people don't know, because it's been a while. Yeah. If, and it's easy to explain. Fred is just a gay teenager pitching his voice up he's really gay? high and screaming, Oh he's gay, yeah. Uh, no, what he, he is. I couldn't
0: have told yeah. I couldn't tell that at all. <laughs> yeah i I remember there was a big like big uh big like brouhaha about like you know the guy who did fred was like he came out as gay like i don't know like a couple years after the series ends and it was like yeah i'm gay and then we're like oh really cool (laughs) 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 you didn't need to tell us that we kind of piece that together (laughs) but um yes he was a teenager who uh he made like Videos about, like, a six-year-old with behavioral problems. He pitched his voice up real high, and he ran around and screamed, basically. And he got into, like, you know, shenanigans. Like, the, one of the ones that we watched, I think this is, like, still the most popular Fred video on his YouTube channel, is uh, Fred Goes Swimming. And it's just him, like, he's just like, I'm gonna go out and swim in the pool. And then the pool is, like, a kiddie pool. And then he's just, like, screaming in the pool. And...
1: I, I... He just thrashes around like and and yells, and it's you know, I gotta say, there are there are jokes in this video, and <laughs> you know, if you look at like what children are subjected to on YouTube in 2021, it is almost refreshing to be like, say what you will about Fred, but like he wrote, a, <laughs> he wrote jokes, he had a script, yeah, he wasn't just like, if you you know, <laughs> I encourage everyone to go yeah. like. Go to YouTube and search something like, don't call the boss baby at 3am, he came to my house. Because what you'll find are like 15 minute videos of guys who like, have no personality or character. It's just they'll spend a lot of the video kind of doing TikTok dances and then spinning fidget spinners. And then there will be a a plot about calling (laughs) the boss baby on the phone. (laughs) <laughs> and it's just there's nothing. Yeah. It's it's jangling keys. Yeah. And Fred Yeah, like you say, he put some effort in. Yeah, he
0: put some effort in. What also kinda threw me off about these videos is uh they're a lot darker than I remembered as a kid. Uh <laughs> yes. the Fred lore, like you know, when you're a kid you you gravitate towards the like the screaming and the 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 goofiness and the gross out humor, and this movie has a lot of gross out humor. But um oh, yeah. Uh, I did not realize how much of the jokes are like this kid's life is insanely fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> like like half the jokes are just like Fred's mom is like a prostitute and abusive, and Fred's dad is in jail, and like everyone in the neighborhood is like insanely mean to him. um and it it, it it's literally like it <laughs> it's so funny. It's like it's kind of amazing that you know, back in the day, you know, if they tried to do this today, they would sand down all the edges off of that stuff. Like, they, they there was no way, like, the jokes about, like, you know, Fred's mom disappearing for days at a time and bringing all these different guys to their house who would end up in jail. Um, what is it? There's no way that would make it past, but because, like, no one knew what they were doing, this kid was just like, yeah, we'll just make this really fucking dark. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I... I I, I'm not going to say this is, like, watchable, but I will say that, like, I do have some, like, admiration or I'm kind of amused by, like, how much things have changed and how much you could get away with uh, back in the day.
1: And again, it's like, he he's, he goes, it's three minutes long, yeah. in and out. It is not, like, he does not hit every joke for too long. Yeah. There, is, there is something respectable about the way that he does these, the effort he puts in, and... <laughs> i did not expect to come away with respect for fred yeah but i kind of like it's hard not to when you compare like you know like, i would rather show my child fred than like you know elsa goes to the dentist or whatever <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> yeah no god no like absolutely i if the all the it, it is funny for, i do remember fred was he was sort of like barney the dinosaur for channel awesome guys like he he, he was like, he was like the, this kid sucks. I want to kill Fred. I want to shoot a bazooka at Fred. Um, if you go to Letterboxd for-
1: I remember Flash. Oh. Yeah. I remember like Flash games for sure of like, where you got to beat up Fred. Yeah. If you clicked on it or like you put Fred in the electric chair. <laughs> um,
0: but no, I- I, if you go to like the letterboxed page for uh, Fred the movie, and you look at like the top reviews, you'll absolutely find some like guy who sp- put like five paragraphs, and it's like Fred is the most is the most absurd concept ever put to film. <laughs> it's a frankly laughable endeavor, and I would like to I would like to shoot a grenade launcher at him or something and we'll just go on for like eight paragraphs because that was old school letterbox culture. It was just. It was just channel awesome guys who knew how to read but uh <laughs> yeah the uh, so fred blew up he became this huge deal um i i mean granted he only had like a million subscribers um big deal for the time but it still wasn't enough that like you know i couldn't go up to my parents and say like uh you, you know fred you know you know about fred like I think my parents would know about stuff like the Rick roll or whatever, like individual videos, but they did not know personalities yet. Um, so uh, yeah, the, what happened was, is that, you know, like execs, including those that Disney were getting worried because they were like, well, you know, if, a guy with a flip video camera can get on YouTube and get this level of audience. Like, well, what the fuck are we doing with like all of this, like money that we're throwing at like feature length films for Nickelodeon. <laughs> and, uh, basically people were like, were like, people were worried that, uh, YouTube was going to replace traditional media, which in some ways it did, but I don't, it, I think that it, it it's different than what they were expecting at the time. So, uh, you know, the suits came calling And uh, they gave Fred a movie, not just a movie, but a trilogy of movies, a full trilogy and a TV series and a TV series. Yeah. Um, And uh, (laughs) I know I only know about the TV series actually, because Esther and I were like looking for the movie. It's very hard to find if you're not willing to use like backdoor (laughs) methods. And uh, we, we, I Esther sent me like, okay, here we go. And they sent me like a mega folder. And it was like, 40 gigs and i was like you're you're joking (laughs) right like the the movie is 40 gigs and it's like oh no this
1: is uncompressed (laughs) blu-ray of fred the movie yeah Yeah.
0: (laughs) um but it was yeah it it was that all three movies and the tv show the movie itself was five gigs which is still way too much for the fucking fred (laughs) movie but you you know what sure sure um oh boy so they gave Fred a movie, and like with all of these things, uh, and also kind of like with Channel Awesome, the ability to translate a skit or, you know, short-form comedy act into a longer movie. It sounds great on paper, since you get all of the fans and you can get like a casual movie going audience. But when you actually try to do it, it gets tricky, because, you know, Fred' videos were, like we said, three minutes long they were they were not that long and fred had all this lore and stuff but like you know a lot of it was like kind of in the background and hidden and you didn't know if like what what's just this kid making stuff up um you know the, <laughs> there was there was ambiguity to the fred story um and the, the there's it's it would prove like impossible to turn this into an actual movie so what they ended up doing is uh they just made it like a Disney Channel movie, basically. That was that was like their solution. It's like, well, uh, we're just gonna put this kid in like a Disney Channel movie and yeah, that's the whole film. It it's it it feels like something I would have watched on Nickelodeon when I was five years old, but more annoying because of the voice.
1: Yeah, it really it's it's sort of just like it, it it's not quite like they just strung a bunch of Fred Skits together. Yeah. But that is, that is kind of the basic structure. Yes. Like, it is a lot of Fred still... Which is... It's kind of weird, because in, in the, the... The concept of Fred... The concept of Fred on YouTube is that he is uploading these videos himself, right? Like, he is filming them and uploading them. But the movie is just a... Like, a, it's just a movie. Like, it's just a narrative. It's, it's not found footage. But he's still talking to the camera. Um so it's it's it, it creates this bizarre like uh uh atmosphere yeah of, like you you're never quite sure <laughs> what what exactly we're supposed to be like taking away from this what what is what does this movie represent <laughs> yeah for as like part of the Fred lore um it's it's kind of bizarre but it, it is it is in a lot of ways just like a traditional disney channel movie yeah but it's it's with the humor of Fred.
0: Yes, um, I, I I'm yeah the the increased production values, um, especially compared to when he first started out, are a little jarring. Like the the early Fred videos, like when you watch them, you really feel like is you you really think that you should see the live leak logo and like the right like the <laughs> one of the corners or something. It they're they're very like gritty and uh, that you. You know, they feel like someone found these in a shed somewhere, um, and this this is fully like you know there's lots of money and there's even a celebrity cameo. Um, John Cena shows up in this as a uh, Fred, like Fred's imaginary dad, and uh, yeah, it's it's again, it's you know the the real world colliding with the YouTube world. I gotta say, as far as like. You know these types of guys like trying to dip their toes into YouTube fame. John Cena, he's just doing like the same thing he does whenever you invite him onto some vanity project. Um, like, you know, he was in Scooby Doo, I think, because I saw clips of that on YouTube. Um, and he, you know, he he just does his thing basically. Um, or he does the the same thing he does in like all those new movies he's in. I assume. I actually yeah. haven't seen. It's the exact. I've actually which is, seen. It's funny because.
1: Well, it's funny because, like, you know, The Rock is someone who, like, The Rock's wrestling persona does not translate to movies. Uh, or he he deliberately chose not to translate it to movies because he wanted to be, like, the lovable hero that everyone loves. And it just doesn't work because he is such a smug piece of shit. And he yeah. can't hide it because he's bad at acting. But John Cena has always been, like, you know, the hero. Ever, and children love him. And he's... So, it, like, it makes sense that his character in this movie, the joke is like, he's a real like badass tough guy, but then sometimes he's like, oh, but Fred, remember, be sure to wear your coat because it's cold outside. Yeah. So like, yeah, it is exactly what you expect out of John Cena from movies, but like, that's, you know, it's what he he is practiced at it. Yeah. I think he's fine. Yeah. I, I, I I like seeing John Cena in things. Yeah. No,
0: it's, it's totally, he acquits himself perfectly fine. He throws himself into this. Like he, he is not half-assing this role at all. He is, oh, no. he is fully like he is fully committed to being Fred's dad, which again makes him kind of tolerable. <laughs> Honestly, the fucked up thing about this is that like all the supporting cast like are fully committed to this too. Like, I don't know if it was just like everyone felt like they got a lucky break um or something, but
1: That was the sense that I got. <laughs>
0: yeah, but literally everyone is just like completely like there there aren't any performances that feel half-assed in this it's very very weird like you you, we i guess it's because i'm used to watching like doug movies where um you know everyone's just not getting paid at all and everyone's just like burnt out on like three hours of sleep but no everyone here is like so committed to what they are doing um I, i i was quite impressed by fred's like next door neighbor friend who is like again is like completely committed and I don't know it's like she's, she's seems to be having a really good time playing like this uh, she's basically playing like the teenage or the teenage version of like a Zoe Deschanel character basically but she is completely <laughs> that
1: was and that was Jeanette McCurdy from iCarly I-, I, I believe mm. if, if I'm not mistaken yeah um which will you know will We'll get some one of my reads of this movie, but she definitely factors into it. Yeah, but I do agree with what you're saying. Like, especially the adult roles, it all feels like you know, people who have just been absolutely slumming it in Hollywood for their entire careers and are just desperate for like a movie where they can say more than one line. Yeah. So they are all like putting in a hundred and fifty percent into every line. It is kind of endearing, like yeah. you know, they're they're in this movie because Nickelodeon could pay them like five dollars probably. But yeah, it is. It is nice
0: to see. Yeah, I mean, I think they also knew what they were getting into so they could just cut loose. And, like, the. I love Fred's very sexual mom, who is just, just <laughs> <laughs> like, delivering every line like she is, like, drunkenly hitting on a guy, including the lines where she has to talk to her son. It's So, I don't know. It It, it is so, it's so, like, just, ah, God, I can't really emphasize enough that uh, all of the performances in this movie... They're doing a lot of acting. They're doing quite a lot of like acting, and they're trying so hard. And I, you know, I um, I respect that at least. There's no, there's. I, I suspect that a lot of the projects that we're going to have to watch for this are going to have a lot of laziness and people who are not wanting to be there. I fully expect like there are to be some stuff where every role is Lindsay Ellis in the uh, Doug Walker movies, but <laughs> this is not the case here. Uh, beyond that uh the old, like the whole plot of this is Fred is trying to get to his quote unquote girlfriend's house and he has to go on an adventure to that um and he uh proves himself to be a successor to Buster Keaton by uh doing all these crazy antics and stunts um there's one part where he has to like jump over a fence and the actor who plays Fred just like just like he he like launches himself head first into a wooden fence like 10 times i'm i know this isn't what happened but i was just kind of chuckling to myself imagining like the uh lucas the actor who played fred like insisting on doing his own stunts and doing them real and just like buster keaton style just fucking up his neck trying to do the fence scene but
1: God, <laughs>
0: yeah but uh other than that it's most like the first 60 minutes of this movie is just like fred going around just kind of being like strung along all these different like skit scenarios basically like there's a uh, one seat where he goes to a pet store and there's like a sassy gay guy there um who who is uh trying to sell him a dog which fred fred thinks is a squirrel um there's a there's a scene where fred like is out in the woods and he encounters a feral child um which uh yeah that again they're they're trying to get all the like the darker aspects of the original series in but they can't do it since it's nickelodeon um they have a lot of scenes of fred being tormented by his neighbor uh who is uh kevin who we mentioned earlier and kevin literally just talks like uh how do i phrase this um an Eminem fan from 2004. <laughs> that's the, uh, that's the politically correct way to say how, um, how he talks because he, he literally just goes like, Hey Fred, you be tripping dog or whatever. Just, <laughs> just when, whenever Fred shows up and starts tormenting him. Um, and he walks around with like basketball shorts and a sideways cap too. It's, it's quite a lot um did any of these little vignettes stand out to you
1: esther um yeah the pet star one definitely did because of the because of the gay guy yeah um the (laughs) the fair child one uh is absolutely bizarre because it's just fred wanders into the woods he sings a song with a deer there's so much they love talking about singing in this movie yeah there's a lot of singing um, and then he just meets this child who's been lost in the woods for for a long time, and he just screams and runs away. I don't know why that like I don't know that that just that just struck me as funny, uh, not not for the intended reasons, but it's just yeah, it's such a bizarre like note to end the scene on. Yeah. Um, God, no, yeah, it's it's everything. The one thing I will say about this movie is that like especially coming off of the Doug movies where every scene goes on for 10 times too long. Um, that's not the case in this movie. Like stuff, you know, I'm not, this isn't like the most reasonably paced music movie I've ever seen, but stuff like it, it keeps moving at a reasonable pace. Uh, it does not linger on these yeah. for too long, which is, you know, it's it shit, like we said, this is based on three minute YouTube videos, right? Like, yes. It, it would have been insane if they had tried to stretch out these jokes for any longer, but also at the same time, these jokes have no substance. Like the joke <laughs> of the pet store one is that he walks in and he thinks the dogs are squirrels and the gay guy gets mad, upset because he doesn't understand. And then the gay guy's boss, who is Oscar from the office <laughs> <laughs> says, no, he thinks the, the the dogs are squirrels. Yeah. And then the gay guy says, Oh, okay. So do you want to buy a squirrel for $700? And Fred says, "I don't have seven hundred dollars." And the gay guy says, "Oh, never mind, go away." <laughs> and that's the whole scene. That's it. <laughs> it's it is it is almost avant-garde. Like how little substance there is in any of these in any of these vignettes. Vich, like, yeah. It's incredible. I I
0: I quite uh, I was quite thrown off by Fred's cool alter ego that shows up in this, uh, <laughs> Durf, who. Is basically, uh, Fred dressed like Julian Casablanca's with his voice pitched down. (laughs) Um, and he's just like, Fred, you gotta act more cool, you know? You gotta, you gotta start acting like a real man. And he just got, like, a leather jacket on. (laughs) It's so, it just, it it threw me off when I saw it, um, the first time. Uh, the, the film builds to Fred arriving at, uh, his love interest's house, um, And she, uh, she's having a party and everyone at the party makes fun of Fred and, uh, they like record him, uh, like, you know, making a fool of himself and he throws up on Judy and then he runs away screaming. Um, and then what happens next is I think the only joke in the film that I would qualify as like a decent bit where he has to he's so mad that everyone made fun of him that he makes 150 anti-invitations to hand out to everyone and it just says you're not invited to my party (laughs) and uh he just like walks around handing it is just like yeah you suck yeah you're not invited to this big party i have (laughs) and the one scene that did kind of crack me up was when he goes to kevin his bully's house um and he uh hands the invitation, like, the anti-invitation to him, and he gets all flustered. And Kevin's mom is just, like, I don't know. It's hard to describe, but she is just, like, (laughs) I think it's so nice that you have friends, Kevin. You should totally be friends with him. Like, she, if all the other actors are, like, you know, putting in 150%, this lady in her one scene is putting in, like, 150,000%. She is just fully, like, loopy and out there and... I don't know what the fuck she is doing, but it did kind of crack me up at probably just because it was so unexpected.
1: God. Yeah. No, the, it, the, this movie, it has some things going for it. Yeah. Like it is, it's not a lot, but it is not as like interminable and obnoxious as I thought it would be. It is, in a, it is interminable in some places and it is very obnoxious. Yeah but it gets away with a lot more than I was expecting. Yeah. Yeah. It's a
0: lot more harmless than I was expecting. There, there's also, yeah, there's also perhaps wisely a lot of padding to just hit 80 minutes. Um, like there's this endless fucking scene. And I know Esther said that the scenes don't go on too long, but there is one where Fred has this party with like, uh, uh, not Judy, the <laughs> like neighbor girl.
1: Ber- Bertha. Is Bertha.
0: Yeah. What kind of name is that? Um, she is she 85 yeah get her
1: get her ass (laughs)
0: um but uh no they like have a party and they like wear costumes and stuff and it goes on for like seven minutes they are just like it's the whole like last third of the (laughs) movie literally just like running around screaming and just like partying and well like you know generic club music plays which
1: and it ha- it. It's uh, it has this weird like look where it's lit like an like an ISIS execution video. <laughs> like, it looks no, terrifying. No,
0: it's it's lit like one of those like Lady Gaga videos from 2009 that was way too sexual for uh, me at the time. <laughs> so I saw this like, so scared. <laughs> and, and there's like a lot of like. I don't know. There's, like, some, like, weird risque stuff. Like, they have, like, Fred wearing drag a lot. And I think the joke is that, yo, Fred, like, kind of looks
1: like a hot woman when he's in drag. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, that might be a good launching point to talk about something we have to talk about with this movie.
0: <laughs> oh which is
1: that because because it does come from Nickelodeon at this, especially at this particular period in time, like, that network was just a pedophile factory. <laughs> yeah. So, like, there's a lot of stuff in this movie that's that's like this is this is what I bet you Jeanette McCurdy, it's because, like, the whole thing with the creator of iCarly is he was just a pedophile mm. with like a, a fucking foot fetish. Um and that stuff came out later from the stars of that that program. Yeah. And it, it's hard not to watch some scenes in this movie where they keep talking <laughs> they talk- a lot about how sexual Fred is. Yeah. Like Fred keeps talking about how everyone says he's extremely sexual and attractive. Yeah. And it's like, Jesus Christ. What? <laughs> like, what do they do to you? What <laughs> this this perfectly innocent character has been absolutely corrupted by the yeah. by the demons who run this channel.
0: Yeah, no, that th- you're right. Th- th- there is something. There is something definitely wrong with this. It it feels like a child beauty pageant at points. Like, it just feels like who the fuck is this? Who the fuck is this for? Since this is this is too sexual for children at points. So I don't know. Is this is this for like a forty five year old guy who lives in Darien, Connecticut, and is just like I, lo- I love I love how sexual Fred is here. I don't know. It's so. It's it's a lot at times. There there is definitely some, uh, some, uh, let's just say like there is some vibes from this. Like it, I feel like it it feels right that I had to download this off of a mega folder. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh man, there's also a lot of a uh, racial humor in this movie. Um, yeah. There's like a lot of times Fred doesn't wear blackface ever thankfully but he does wear like like yeah. wigs that are very clearly meant to be like, you know, like haircuts you associate with black people. Um like doesn't he have like cornrows or something at one point? <laughs> <He does.
1: laughs>
0: or something. It's and like
1: but it's like borderline. It's like it's like getting your toenail out of the line. Yeah.
0: Yeah, no. It, it's it's so So it's like, you know, there's one part where he is like he and his crush are like do like singing an Ashford and Simpson song. And he's like dressed like, you know, a black R&B singer from the 70s. And it's like, what is happening? Why did you do this? And what there's also like a running thing where Fred, you know, since he's in Los Angeles, he encounters like, you know, people from all different like, you know, all different races of people. And whenever they speak a different language. He just like freaks out like he encounters like a like a Mexican guy like working on his car and then Freds just like,
1: what do you what do I what can you help me
0: and then the guy the guy literally just says okay and uh Freds just like oh, <laughs> are you an alien are you an alien from outer space um or something like that and it <laughs> or there's a part where he's like he thinks Judy lives next door but she moved so he goes over there and he like digs over. He digs underground to the house, and he it's this like Asian family living next door. And his reaction is, "Oh no, I dug to China or something like that." It's so, ugh. Yeah,
1: yeah. You can get away with a lot of stuff. It is. It's, it is. This movie must have come out like, like literally seconds before. That would not have been acceptable. <laughs> yeah. Like. It's like in the exact era
0: of like youtube stars get movies but before gamergate you like get like that that like glorious <laughs> like three and a half year period where y- you could still like you could still like be a white guy and do a, well, black people walk like this chokes uh and get like no pushback whatsoever and you could still be a youtube star who's acting in several feature films but yes there is quite a lot of uh uh racial humor in this there's also a running uh running joke where fred like uh calls 911 and says um and says like nothing like or like he he gets hung up on by 911 which is, or by 911 uh he and i i think that's like that's one of the jokes in this movie there are a couple of jokes in this movie that are um like would potentially be funny if like they like like thought about it for like two more seconds like the idea of like some like dumbass kid being so annoying that like a 911 operator hangs up on him could be funny i think but they just kind of breeze past it so uh, a lot of wasted potential for comedy in uh, the fred motion picture (laughs) (sighs) Uh, Other than that, uh, I just wanted to note that there's like this one point, like it's early on in the movie where they're driving around and uh, uh, they're driving around and like some like 80s synth pop song is playing. I don't know why this just threw me off since all the music in this movie is like, you know, the like it, it sounds like karaoke versions of Kesha songs, basically, but... The, the there was just like a New Order song playing at one point, and that fucking just threw me off. Like, oh, all right, well, just <laughs> listening to Blue Monday during the Fred movie, okay. Um, uh, other than that, uh, I oh fuck, I I remembered, I just remembered something. Um, there's a scene where the camera work in this movie gets very, very inventive. All of a sudden, there's a brief <laughs> moment where it's like, wait, what? Um, and so like, you know, most of this is shot like a Disney Channel movie, you know, it's all just like, you know, shot, reverse shot, you know, it's like all, all very functional. It just needs to, it needs to look good enough so that like, you know, kids who are hopped up on Count Chocula can follow it. Uh, but there's like a moment where they like the, they're doing spin the bottle and they strap the camera like onto the bottle, like a Snoracam or something, and then they spin it. And I don't know why they did that. They didn't need to and it seems like it could have been a lot of effort, but the director apparently just wanted it wanted it to briefly turn into a to a scene from Mean Streets all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, I noticed that too. That was a weird moment of like of work that was clearly put into this movie that is not evident in any other scene.
0: Yeah. I I want to say speaking of uh the director apparently the director and the writer of this movie feuded quite a lot during production <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Oh man imagine imagine having a feud over creative differences on the Fred movie
0: <laughs> Yeah no it's so funny but um <laughs> it, it apparently what happened was that uh Apparently, what happened is that, uh, like the, the writer of this movie wanted to make the script more laden with callbacks to not just Fred, but other works that the screenwriter had written. Like he wanted to make like an yes! inter, interconnected latticework of a film right here, and <laughs> the director was just like, "No, no,
1: holy shit, holy shit."
0: That rules! It's so funny! It's so great! I love how uh, I just love that that like the that the writer was very very passionate about um uh what is it? <laughs> the writer was very passionate about like yeah, this is going to be part of like an expanded universe. <laughs> and uh no it uh it it was they didn't allow that i mean there are some callbacks but this is this is a this is in many ways sort of like a soft reboot of the fred world because in the um uh judy and kevin don't really appear in the fred shorts at least the ones we saw judy is just fred's voice pitched down which is actually a pretty good joke that it's just uh that like the girl character is just the deep voiced one and Fred's the high voiced one but they just like made her into like a into like a beautiful british woman for some reason i don't know why but uh yeah uh no uh, other th- but i do love that like the the writer uh who was the writer david a goodman it, wait wait david a goodman this guy wrote for fucking family guy this guy wrote this guy or <gasps> no this guy worked for futurama what the fuck? Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> Holy shit. This dude, yeah, no, this um this dude oh wrote the Star Trek parody episode of uh or no, he wrote an episode for Star Trek Enterprise. He wrote for Futurama, he produced Stewie Griffin the Untold Story, and was an executive producer. He was one of the showrunners, I think, for Family Guy. Oh my god. What the hell? <laughs> and the, This is great. Yeah. god hollywood seems brutal like you could you can write for like some of the most popular and critically acclaimed shows one day you're on
1: top of the world you're writing stewie griffin the untold story and uh (laughs) the next day you got to learn all about the fred lore
0: yeah um oh another thing about this is that uh fred this did get a theatrical release in some countries (laughs) uh it got it in uh the united kingdom the there were they're they're much luckier over there but this was There's, they're more sophisticated audiences, of course. <laughs> yeah. But uh, actually, in the U.S., this was optioned as a feature film, but or like as a theatrical release. But they realized it would be smarter to just release it like straight to Nickelodeon and, and to DVD. Um, and apparently, it was enormously popular on Nickelodeon. Like it had a. Uh, let me look at the exact number. Ah, uh, the premiere of Fred the movie drew an audience of seven point six million total viewers, and this is like actual <sighs> numbers, not fake Netflix numbers.
1: God, yeah, it's so funny looking at like, uh, like Nielsen ratings from just ten years ago. Yeah, because you look at the most—if you look at the most popular show now, it's like the the biggest show on television, and it gets like five million viewers a week. But you go to ten years ago, and like some show you've never fucking heard of was averaging like. 15 million viewers? Yeah. It's like, yeah, I got canceled because no one was really watching it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, it's like, you know, the, the the streaming world and, like, the the YouTube world did come to replace traditional TV, just not in the way they expected. And the recurring thing of the show is that th- this is going to be, this, this season is going to be about when these guys tried to pivot to the big leagues and usually failed. Uh, there is one instance that will save for last where someone did pull it off um but uh there it it is interesting because i think what the suits at disney expected is that guys like fred um you know guys like fred they would be the next gene kelly or whatever they'd be like the or they'd they'd be like the next big deal um and well this type of content would come to replace traditional media it would be in much different ways and there wouldn't really be room for guys like Fred or Ray William do- Johnson or Smosh or whatever. Um, and it's not to say those guys haven't had like good fortune since, although some of them haven't, but like the, the, they, they are, they are as outdated as like traditional network TV by this point. So th- thus is the, uh, thus is the story and downfall of Fred. Um, uh, do we have any closing thoughts on this, uh, Motion picture, aside from the fact that the scene where he eats a mosquito is one of the most disgusting things I've ever fucking seen, it is worse than the puke-eating scene in Audition, and that is actual puke in Audition 2. I, I would rather rewatch that than the scene where he has to, like, eat a bug. God.
1: No, I mean... I'm going to be thinking all day about how badly I want, like, the Werner Herzog-Klaus Kinski documentary, but about the production of Fred the Movie. <laughs> um, that won't leave my brain. Yeah. Um, but the the only other thing I want to say is that, like, by all accounts, Lucas Cruikshank, like, is living very happily now. Yeah. And I don't know if he really does YouTube anymore. He does not. You, YouTube not channel, like his YouTube
0: channel has not uploaded in, like, seven years. Um, good for him
1: yeah like by all accounts he is having a perfectly happy and gay life and i am thrilled for him
0: yeah no i'm very happy for him he seems like a nice kid or i it's funny to say that because he's
1: he's fucking six years older than me <laughs> yeah,
0: he just perpetually <laughs> looks 14 so i i just assumed he was younger i than think me. he's a
1: year older than me which is which is also yeah funny.
0: but um uh yeah no uh good for him honestly he secured his bag and then just dipped out um yeah uh no uh anyways i think that's gonna do it uh i'm very excited to dive uh into this world some more uh it's gonna bring up some bad fucking memories and it's gonna be tough it's gonna be tough also to watch guys who like you know are kind of talented just like s- flailing around completely there's gonna be a lot of uh mm-hmm. a lot of youtube tv this season of get cynical but i am so stoked to uh To go down this brand new adventure. So um, join us next time on Get Cynical, probably in a few weeks. And uh, 25th Hour is the best movie Spike Lee ever made. Goodbye. Hey, hey.